Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 195 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. And James, I think I, the last time we had a guest, I started it out like this, too. We're not alone tonight. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll fumble our way to it. We'll get the guest introduced eventually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should yeah, should we'll we do like we normally do and just bumble about the race and stuff and not yeah. mention the winner and introduce exactly. the guest about halfway through? That sounds good to me, man. Yeah, <laughs> make it work. Well, go ahead. You brought him on and introduce our yeah, guest this so, week. Yeah, uh, so our special guest this week um, is Derek Winner, host of Life in the Fans Lane podcast. How you doing, Derek? Good, man. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we started our own podcast just a little bit ago and we're having a good time with it. And, and James, I think actually to your credit, you invited me on this podcast before we even started that. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, then we became a competitor. So that's sorry. right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was eventually that was going to come up tonight. It was like, yeah, I, I, we got spurned at some point. It's, it's fine. It's right. we can all be friends. There's plenty of podcast space out there. So we know we rank. I'm sure you've passed us already. So <laughs> Well, <laughs> hey, you see the analytics. I see the analytics. I totally get it. <laughs> let's just not compare those. Okay. Well, right, let's, right. let's keep it. We'll be friends. We'll keep it. We'll keep it clean. No well, I, I will say we did in a way have Jimmy Johnson on our podcast at one time. So, I mean, we a got roundabout wow. way. Yeah. Roundabout roundabout way. way. Yeah. yeah. You already went to the top of the leaderboard then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes, I mean, thanks, sure. It was, a, me. it was a media oh, scrum, but we, we had him on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we took credit for it at least. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Derek, tell us a little bit about your podcast and how you guys got started and, uh, and what made you decide to do it? Yeah. So our podcast, uh, is more of the idea to, uh, to introduce some casual race fans to the, to the sport. Um, Believe it or not, I'm I'm more of a I'm the hardcore fan in in the relationship between my co-host Clark and I. Um, Clark actually came to me with the idea and said, "Hey, what do you think about doing a podcast where we can, uh, you know, combine the viewpoints of a casual race fan to a hardcore race fan, and um, kind of outstretch our audience and see if we can we can get that listenership uh, to to tune in, right?" And, and I thought it was a great idea. I never really envisioned myself hosting a podcast. I'm guessing you guys are probably the same way, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Just kind of fall into it. And you're like, who would want to hear me talk? Um, but here we are. Um, we are 15 episodes in and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's good to catch up. Uh, good to talk about uh, the race each week. And um, we're, we're really having a good time with it. So um, that's essentially what we do. We... Um, we share the viewpoint of a casual fan versus a hardcore fan and, and discuss um, different topics week to week. Yeah. I think that's um, an interesting idea that you guys had, you know, that's, that's one of the cool things about the podcasting space, I think is, you know, Eric and I, we have our thing that we do. It works well for us. Um, but there's so many different things and so many different angles that you can take. And what you guys are doing is something totally different uh, that we had, that I haven't seen on the, in the NASCAR podcast space, which is, um, you know, which is, there's a lot of room out there. I mean, if you want to listen to Dale Jr. on the Dale Jr. download, you can, but um, there's also people like us who I, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, we've got, I don't, I don't want to overspeak for Eric, but I feel like <laughs> we've got pretty decent, decent listenership now. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this obviously for almost 200 episodes and uh, you know, the more you keep going, the, the more of a catalog that you have and um, you get better at it as you go along. And I, I just think it's awesome that you guys came in with a fresh idea um, and are, you know, exploring that space. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, if you listen to our podcast, uh, 
Clark and I give each other a lot of hell, but uh, I, I think this might be his first good idea ever. So we will give him credit uh, and he's not here to defend himself. So that is completely fine too, but uh, no, we're, we're having a good time with it. And uh, you know, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. We, like I said, most of the credit goes to him. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. one of the other things I wanted to, to add about Derek too is um, so Derek and I met each other through the, through, through Michigan international speedway uh, fan advisory board. We, we worked the booth together at the, uh, at the fan experience. Um, I don't know, man, that was a long time ago now, Derek. I can't even believe it's crazy. it. Crazy. Uh, but probably at least five years, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. At least five or six, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, it's just one of those things like, like you and I have Eric, um, you just meet people and all of a sudden you just start talking racing. And I think that's something that NASCAR fans, uh, just, I don't know, that kind of is what brings us together. It's that community, and uh, Derek and I got to talking and every year we'd kind of get back together and talk, talk some more. And um, but yeah, Derek's got uh, like from from following you on Twitter, Derek, I know you and I have kept in touch pretty much that way. Uh, but you've had a lot of cool fan experiences that uh, I think you've crossed some items off your bucket list that I think uh, Eric and I would also like to cross off ours as well. Yeah, you know, as a as a fan of the sport and and um you know, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I've been a fan since 2003, attended my first race in 2004. Um, like you, like you mentioned, James, you get to know people uh, in the sport, uh, whether they're actual, they're actual drivers or media members, um, team owners, spotters, you get to know these people just from seeing them on TV, listening to them. Um, and you're able to talk with them about racing, about what they do. And it's, it's really a, a deep connection. Even if you are looking at maybe some lower series of racing, if, if you're into racing, people are going to know that you're uh, legitimately into racing. If you, uh, if you start having a conversation with them. So yep. yeah, I got some cool experiences um, for sure. And, and feel fortunate, but I think that, I think that's uh, something to be said about the sport of racing, right. About right. how, down to earth most of the people are that you you meet in the sport and you have these opportunities to do some really cool um cool things so i did want to mention uh you had asked me about my podcast or about our podcast and again our our goal is to bring new fans into the sport and i know you guys have that goal as well is to introduce people to the sport and show them why we love it right and i want to say that we have you know three or four uh loyal listeners that never considered watching a race um, until, you know, I'm, I'm their salesman or I work directly with them at work. Um, they're watching races. They're talking about going to races now. Um, and, and I love to hear that. I know that's what you guys set out to do too. And yep. um, <laughs> nothing, nothing makes me more excited than that when yeah. we're talking about a podcast or the sport. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's yeah, that's great. I mean, I had a similar experience recently. Um, my brother-in-law Mike and now his wife, <laughs> um, Emily, they are um, you know, they've known I've been a NASCAR fan. I've known mm-hmm. them for years now. Um, but they started getting into it and you know, Mike joined our fantasy league uh that we have on the podcast and he listens every week and now they're like avid fans, and that's just a cool, exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably part of the reason I ended up on the fan advisory board at Michigan in the first place is bringing new people to the track and um, and, and that's been a lot of fun for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So James mentioned bucket list items, Derek, and I, I guess I'm not aware of them. Um, give me maybe your, maybe your top two. What's the, what's the, the coolest things you've been able to do in the, in the NASCAR universe? 
so I'll give you the first one, uh, obtaining a hot pass. I think that's nice. on every uh, NASCAR fans uh, list, right? Yep. Yeah, that was a great um, day when I had my first one. <laughs> yeah, it's you go in there like I think I was there when the garage opened and didn't leave until it closed, right? Yep. Um, both days. Uh, so at the time I was actually working uh, in the uh, beer industry and one of our suppliers had a um, had an incentive that was – uh, to, to get a hot pass and also to sit on the, the pit box, um, for Ty Dillon it was sponsored by twisted tea at the time. Nice. And unfortunately that was the first race I've attended at MIS that was completely rained out. So we didn't get to sit on the pit box or I'm sorry, we didn't get to sit on the pit box for the race, but when, when they brought the cars down for the red flag, um, Ty Dillon and his wife actually were sitting up next to us, um, on the pit box. That was a really cool deal. But the, you know, I didn't even care that the race weekend was rained out or Sunday was rained out. You know, I got to meet Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, um, you name it. I met him. Bill Elliott happened to be in the garage that weekend. So that was really cool. Um, so that was that was more of a uh, like an incentive based thing that kind of I knew that was going to happen. Um, but I, I know James is a fan of Eldora Speedway and, and I'm yep. guessing you are too, Eric, with, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. you know, if you're a fan yep. of dirt and racing, you, you know, Eldora. Well, Eldora um, is one of the reasons this podcast got started, Derek, yeah. is our, <laughs> okay. Eric and I would drive, we're drive to Eldora and okay. this is what we would do. We would get on nice. and just, we would just talk all the way down. So yeah, yeah. six hours of talking, we decided maybe we should start recording. <laughs> we could probably do, we could probably do <laughs> right. something here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and James, you know, you know, Logan Waddle. I mean, yeah, I know was, Logan. Yep. Uh, Clark had originally pitched the idea that, that Logan and I, um, he and Logan and I do the podcast. Uh, Logan doesn't really have the time, but Logan and I were the same thing, right? Like we would drive down the road. We'd you know, be chatting on the phone, we could cover a three to four hour period talking about racing if we wanted to. Um, and I think that speaks to what we did on the fan advisory board, right? Where we yeah. have race fans that care about the sport and want to better the sport. Um, so we all had the same goal in mind and all enjoyed the same thing. But anyways, I'm getting a little off track with Eldora Speedway. <laughs> right. um, it was the first truck race that they had there um, back in 2013. And just this crazy set of circumstances led to us getting on to the track after the race, getting down in the pits. Um, we ran into uh, like the, the son of Johnny Morris who owns Bass Pro Shops. Mm -hmm. um, and these guys were just partying up, partying it up and having a good time. And, and we thought, okay, cool. We got to meet you. We're in the pits, done deal. We turned to walk away and they're like, where are you guys going? And uh, we they actually invited us to the after party with Austin Dillon and his nice. crew. Uh, Richard Childress was there. He yep. won the race. Yeah. Yep. Richard Childress was there. Uh, Mike Dillon was there. Um, I We drove back that night. We had to be to work in the morning and we left uh, Eldora at like 2 or 3 a.m., drove through oh, the night, God. got to work. But you know, it was worth it. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 So it, it was a really cool experience. So Eric, I think, uh, I think those would be my top two bucket list items in terms nice. of what, what I've done. Mm -hmm. nice. cool. Eldora was my first race as a media member. That was the first one I got to do as a media member. So yep. awesome. Pretty cool. That was, yeah. uh, that was the year that Matt Crafton won it. So, Oh, cool. The, the, um, big, the big E, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the other question I had for you is who do you pull for? Do you got, do you have one driver that you pull for more than others? I know, I know the answer to this one, but, I, <laughs> but let's, let's see. Um, I pull for Cody Ware. 
No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, uh, <laughs> I'm a Chase Elliott fan. Nice. Yep. 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 So you can go ahead and compare me to, to a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. And, you know, <laughs> that's that was my, James. I don't yeah. do that stuff. James does. That's that. my that's my role on the show is to is to make sure that I uh, I play the heel every once in a while. So <laughs> I, I told everybody last year when Chase won the championship that finally Dale Jr. fans could celebrate a cup championship. So it was a big moment for the sport. I mean, agreed. Yeah. So there you go. Agreed. Yep. All right. Let's get into the discussion. We've got some racing to talk about. Uh, this past weekend, we were at Dover International Raceway. Um, or Dover International Speedway, I think is the technical name of the track. We just I don't know. throw it I, out there. Yeah. It's whatever. It's Dover Downs, guys. That's what it used to be. That's, what, that's right, Dover Downs. Uh, Cup Series had the Dryden 400 this weekend. And uh, what can you say about the Hendrick organization? Uh, first yeah. first four drivers in the race, and probably the most unlikely of all of them wins it. <laughs> I, I would yeah. say, yeah, I would say so. Um, but, you know, watching that race play out, I, I thought, again, here we go. Kyle Larson's going to yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Larson's going to either win this thing going away or find a way to lose it. And I, I don't know if he's so much found a way to lose it this week, but uh, Alex Bowman just kind of came on. That pit stop at the end was incredible. Uh, got him out front. Um, but, Fastest but, pit stop of the year. Am I right? Yeah, yes. you're right. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, that that uh, I don't know about you guys, but that one through four finish was i mean there was no doubt like kevin harvick tried to get there joey tried to get there but at the end of the day those hendrick cars were dialed in yeah that was the thing is they were one through four a good chunk of the day i mean it was not just a fluke at the end it was like i i kind of thought that somebody would end up in the middle there at the end just because but i mean like you said they ran like that the whole day yeah it's not um, often you see it that way either like you know sometimes with, a, well, with not, these teams you see, two, you see it that way really. well you well, know that's yeah, yeah that's right yeah you never <laughs> see it that way because even if you have two cars that run a race that well out of out of four car team um not it's not very often that you see all four uh complete a race and, and with strategy and everything else that goes into it it's just the odds are not against are, are always against them yeah. Uh, so, so, so to see them come through was pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I think you have to compare that to uh, respecting the the delicacy of a perfect game or a no hitter when you're watching it's baseball. Pretty much, right? oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can you it can rare. look at it as it stunk up the show, but I I actually enjoyed it. I I, I think it was Denny Hamlin or I, whoever was approaching William Byron for fourth place. Uh, I'm like, man, I really hope they don't. I hope they don't pass uh, William Byron because you don't get to see something like very, something like that very often, you know, as, yeah. as they talked about uh, first time since 2005 and just the fourth time in history. So right. yeah. really impressive for Hendrick motorsports for sure. Yeah, I think the only, the only, uh, go ahead. Go ahead no, no, I was gonna say, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. The, you go first. The only part that disappointed me about the whole situation was that now we've got two weeks in a row that we've had dominating performances. And of course mm -hmm. the driver who dominated this weekend, wasn't the one who ended up winning, but the team that dominated did obviously. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that's a little bit of a bummer to have those two in a row, especially when we were, we had pretty high hopes with the 750, uh, package running both these tracks. Um, I just, Dover's just Dover it, since it's been concrete, <laughs> it's put on these yeah. types of shows and it yeah. just, it is what it is. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad show. There was great racing. It just wasn't for the lead because Larson was running away with it. Yeah. But, uh, but Bowman managed to get by him. And, uh, like you said, that last pit stop and led 98 laps in the day. So it's not like he just, you know, got the lead at the end of the race and got the win. He was right there as well. And like we said, they were running top four all day, just about yep, yeah. all day. And, uh, you know, Bowman to, to, to speak on Bowman for, for a little bit, um, 
you know, Eric, I think you and I on this podcast before, we weren't so sure early on about the Alex Bowman signing. Um, but Dale Jr. believed in him. And I think I think that's I know for me, that's where I screwed up because Dale Jr. actually does have an eye for talent. Yeah. And can <laughs> and can get guys into seats. I mean, look at look at Barry in the Xfinity series right now. Um, you know, he he knows who can drive. And uh Dale pushed hard to get Bowman into Hendrick Motorsports and uh, the guy's done nothing. I mean, he's, he's driving himself right into a contract extension. You know, yeah. there's, there's not going to be an argument here. He's got know? two race wins already. I mean, it's, it's guaranteed, right? I mean, he's, yep. He's guaranteed playoff driver for sure now. Um, and he's the only, the only other guy with multiple wins besides Truex at this point yeah. in the season. Uh, but you know, Richmond, that was a strategy play. They, he stole that one. Uh, but if you can win races multiple ways and, you know, and Hendrick Motorsports with this 750 package, um, man, they're going to be dangerous. You know, now, now, James, I do want to mention you said that he's a, an absolute lock for the playoffs. Uh, awesome. I was looking <laughs> I was looking at the points last night. Believe it or not, Alex Bowman, Alex Bowman actually sits 13th in points still, even okay. after two wins. Um, now, I'll be honest, I thought my, my understanding of it was the wins go to the top of the board. Um, well, yeah, maybe playoff playoff points yeah. consider, but yeah, wins lock you in. So right, it would it would take everybody else getting two wins to basically put him out at this point. So right, right. So right. he yeah. So I think he's pretty pretty good unless he falls out of the top thirty. Which I mean, I right. guess that's a that's another situation. That, <laughs> and that there's a have. wonderful example of NASCAR making a confusing point system. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> even even three hardcore fans <laughs> don't really know exactly yeah. how to explain. Yeah, you had me thinking for a second. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, he's locked yeah. in, right? Derek, right. Derek, you come in here and challenge me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't do that. Just like do keep that. you on your toes. <laughs> Right, so, absolutely. So Kyle Larson dominates this thing, ends up finishing second. Still a win. I mean, obviously he wanted the wanted the, the trophy, but still a win on the, for him, right? I mean, yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't what happened last week, where that that one's. I don't know. I felt like he had a shot last week and was really close at Darlington. Um, this one, he seemed like he was more disappointed last week. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Derek? Did you see what I, he had to say after the race? Yeah, I, I he seemed pretty optimistic. Uh, even after leading 264 laps, I think this weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would agree. He seemed more disappointed last weekend than he did this weekend. I think his, I think it's because he knows, I, you know, you know, he's, he's got Hendrick Motorsports is clicking on all cylinders. I feel like at this point, oh, I mean, yeah. Chase Elliott and being the only guy who hasn't gotten a win yet, but I mean, we're heading to Coda. We'll talk about that later. Chase Elliott, <laughs> not only that, but Chase Elliott on a track that he's really good at didn't lead a lap all day either. Didn't lead a lap, but top four. <laughs> but when your when your teammates are elevated and, yeah. and you're, you know, Chase, we got to remember too, Chase made a deep playoff run, obviously, last year. Um, so th- so this year maybe there's a little bit of a lag there, but you know, a, a little bit off compared to your teammates when when the whole organization's running that way. Um, and you bring in a guy like Larson, who has just been on fire, uh, you're, you know, obviously the whole team's in the right direction. I think they're all probably feeling pretty good and, and, you know, winning a race. I mean, that's a nice notch in the stat sheet, but to, to do what Larson's doing, I think he's got to be feeling comfortable. You know, uh, real quick in terms of chase Elliott, we touched on this last night that that team has not seemed to be on the same page as they were last year since failing ins- inspection at Phoenix earlier this year. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes and, and dominates Phoenix last year. Um, and then, you know, we, we talked a lot this week about the innovation 
or, or cheating, however you want to look at it. I prefer to look at it as innovation, but yes. you, you hear of teams maybe hearing something in the garage of, Hey, did you see what that nine car is doing? And, and the officials start to look at that nine car and, and what do you know? It pops up in the second race of the year at Phoenix, they fail inspection, they change whatever it was. And that, in, in, in my opinion, that team has not been the same since failing inspection in Phoenix. That's They've been point. good. They've been good, but not, to where they normally have been. Yep. I, yeah, yeah I, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's definitely a good point. I agree. Uh, let's see. 267th win for, for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, one behind Petty Enterprises for most all time, which is just crazy. Um, of course, 200 of those wins for Petty Enterprises was Richard Petty alone. King, yes. Um, you know, we noted that Rick Hendrick said that uh, that they are um, working on an extension with Alex Bowman. Essentially, said it's a done deal. It just hasn't been signed yet. Um, I don't think that's a surprise. First of all, where else is Bowman going to go? You, there's not a better option than Hendrick. And right. like I said, you win two races in a season when only one other driver's won multiple races. You know that they're going to be coming at you with a contract extension, unless somebody really wants to get Brad Keselowski. But um, maybe we'll talk about later. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. We may know where he's going at this point. If we yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask you guys though, um, real quick. So I know this is the last year of the current gen car and we're looking ahead to next year and things are going to, you know, that next gen car coming, that's going to shake everything up, um, a little bit, but you know, what Chevy and what Hendrick has done, especially with, uh, with RCR and combining, you know, the engine program, things like that. Uh, you're seeing, you're seeing Hendrick. They've they've launched into, uh, you know, <laughs> they've launched into this next era that they're in right now. They've got this young talent, up and comers, uh, great drivers. But now the performance is back. Hendrick was down for what two or three years. Now the performance mm-hmm. is back. Um, it's they got rid of that dead weight, Jimmy Johnson. They I got mean. De- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sent him to the retirement home. I yeah, exactly. right yeah, he's gone. Now he's, he's gone. finishing twentieth <laughs> in the IndyCar series. <laughs> right, right, but. I, I was thinking about this though, after looking at the results of this race and yeah, it's great that Hend- Hendrick with all the resources in the world, they look like world beaters, but they're also, you know, towing behind them, Tyler Reddick, you're seeing some gains there. Um, and Austin Dillon's been running pretty well this season. He's, he's, he's made some gains, I believe. Um, but also like track house is a part of that RCR house and track house has been surprising us every week. So I think They've, they've yeah. been unreal. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. So yeah. Th- what, what Hendrick's done with for the manufacturer of Chevrolet as a whole, I think, has been uh, a nice um, I don't know. It's nice resurgence to see some of that being mixed up a little bit more um, to bring them back. You know, I've become a Ford guy because we own Fords in my family now, but I'm still a Chevy guy at heart. And to see Chevy struggle the way it has in the past couple of years, it's nice to see the resurgence for sure. You know, I, I had actually liked you up until this point and we are about 15 minutes in. So, you know what guys, it was great. It was great. Peace out. Peace out. (laughs) Anything but Toyota, right? Isn't that that what we're doing here? Yes. Uh, Quick aside, uh, speaking of manufacturers, uh, James, I know you and I have talked a little bit about iRacing. Somebody posted a uh, trading paints scheme of a tesla on there the other day which oh, no. that was it was really cool so that's I, your uh, worst nightmare isn't it james <laughs> that's my worst nightmare yes. <laughs> that and yes. that and a, a paul menard exclusive podcast we learned oh <laughs> my gosh yeah, you keep, you keep hint, hinting at things that are coming that are just looming over me at this point yes um james has a noted here in the in the notes uh 25 career second place finishes for kyle larson um that's crazy Ouch. a lot that's just, a lot 
Mm-hmm. It just shows you what the win total could be for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a sneak peek of his talent and also his shortcomings, I think. But yeah. with Hendrick now, I think we're seeing some. I mean, he's consistently up there now. It's it's he's got the stuff that he's never had. But um, yeah, it's man, if they figure it out all the way, it's going to be going to be a problem. Yeah, Jamie, we go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Eric. I was just going to say we joke a lot on our podcast about how uh, how Kyle Larson can't close the deal a lot of times <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that stat right there though is actually really interesting with 25 career second place finishes he's been with Hendrick for what 14 races now yep. something like that 13 yep. 14 yep you look back at uh, Chip Ganassi racing the equipment was significantly less than what he has with Hendrick Motorsports I think that number changes real quick and yeah, I would not be, be su- yeah I, I would not be surprised to see him rein that in 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 uh, 2021 um he just speaking of reining in he needs to rein in going so hard you know yeah. right at the beginning there and i think that's kyle's biggest issue is he um he doesn't know how to take it easy to a degree yeah you know? it's, kill, he, it's killed him a couple of times yeah, this year yeah yeah burn up his stuff but you know he comes from a sprint car background where you don't take it easy in a sprint car right yep. so yep. um so yeah definitely an interesting stat yeah, well, it's, shoot, it's, it's you mentioned Eldora earlier in the podcast, Derek, yeah. but I mean, that's an, another example of him pushing it too hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it took him a while to win Eldora because he kept wrecking <laughs> trucks trying to do it. Yep. Yeah. Most exciting yep. race I've ever been to, man, was oh, that was that year. He just kept <laughs> slamming the wall and going around. It was incredible. I was uh, I was sitting in turn three when he hit the wall there. And I, you know, that's the first time I've ever been like right in front of something like that. And literally the ground shook. It was really <laughs> it was it was cool, though. <laughs> That was, was awesome. That, was that the final blow or was that like the third, third one uh, out of the 30? That, he that was, was like the third out of the 30. So yeah. he still, he still had a right side at that point. Yeah. Our <laughs> seats were in the, uh, whenever Eric and I sat in the grandstands, we were at the start finish line up high and mm-hmm. just watching him go around. I mean, we knew it every time you could see him entering the corner and for like, Oh, he's going to bang. He's going to knock it down again. Every time mm-hmm. it was, yeah, that was a show, man. He is, yeah. he is a showman. That's for yep. sure. For sure. Uh, James was pulling out the stats in this podcast too. Uh, really on on the ball preparing. He had the show. James had the show notes done yesterday. I had opportunities, man. Plus, we have a special <laughs> guest coming on. I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want to let him down. He's trying, he's trying to impress. Uh, William Byron now has eleven top tens in a row. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So go down the rest of this, James. Yeah. So uh, just some quick stats that I had seen was Jeff Gordon. I think the, I don't know if this is the record, but I saw that he had twenty one. Uh, this was courtesy of our buddy, Bob Pockris, my friend, uh, my personal friend, <laughs> yeah, Bob Pockris. And then uh, so that was over two seasons, 21. And then for William Byron, um, just to give you an idea of like how much he is like elevated his game and that 24 team has elevated their game. 2019, 13 total top tens, 2020, 14 total top tens. He's going to blow that away. Uh, he's looking at 25, maybe 30, <laughs> you know, if he keeps, he keeps us up. I don't know if he gets to 21 this year, this road course at Coda is going to be a, going to be an interesting one. Um, if so, if the streak ends here, regardless, uh, second in points, uh, William Byron, uh, Eric, I think we talked about it last week. Um, but he, he's arrived like he, yeah. he's here now. He's here for sure. He has. And, you know, I, I don't think he's in the championship conversation and he should be. You yeah, know, I think I think everybody's focused on on William Byron and or on, on I'm sorry, uh, uh, Kyle Larson and and uh, Martin Truex, and I think everybody's forgetting that William Byron's right there, camped out, putting on these good performances, and all he's got to do is sneak solid. one in at Phoenix. You know, yeah, he's just super solid. Derek, what do you? I guess rank your Hendrick drivers, Derek. I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, as of this year, uh, I'm gonna say the Hendrick drivers ranked are going to be. It's tough, man. <laughs> 
I'm actually going to go William Byron first. All right. Uh, Kyle Larson second. Chase Elliott third and Alex Bowman fourth. If if Alex Bowman could Bowman's got two wins, man. I don't disagree with him. (laughs) No, I don't either. I don't either at all. But at the same point, (laughs) Alex has been so inconsistent. That 48 car has been in a lot of wrecks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I just, I I don't, you know, I I weighed the decision on the spot there, putting Alex Bowman third or last. And now Chase doesn't have any wins, but Chase has been more consistent. Yep. Even though they can barely get through tech each week. (laughs) Um, That just means they're pushing it though. Exactly. That's a yep. good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're looking ahead for sure. too for, for Chase, you know, if you play the if you play the game of just looking ahead, these yep. road courses coming up, you know yeah. he's gonna be right there. If he doesn't win him, he's gonna be right there. You know, for sure. Yep. This is a road course we're going to this weekend. I mean, this, this is, is a legit road course. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're set up for a Chase Elliott well, victory d- here this weekend. Yeah, well well d- We'll talk about it in a, in a minute. We'll say yes <laughs> one, Derek. But I know you've got a you've got some thoughts on Coda um, from your from your experience. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, James put here in the notes. Uh, does this race tell us anything about the future of the season? I'm assuming you mean the Hendrick performance, James. Is that what you're thinking? Hendrick, yeah, Hendrick performance 750 package. Um, you know, are, are, did we did we learn anything here, or is is Dover so unique? I know we're only going to Dover once this year. Um, you know, did we did we learn anything looking ahead? Um, just based on what we saw Sunday, I kind of, I like to throw that question out every so often. Um, Cause I, I don't know if we're going to, you know, going into these road courses that we've got coming up Nashville, things like that. Well, I was going to say, I, I think, I think we learned something about Nashville in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Get your fantasy line upset with, uh, with the Hendrick boys. If they're that good on concrete. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's tough to say. I mean, we, we do this every week and then the next week, everything looks completely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, yep. these Hendrick cars are strong and it's going to be really hard to bet against them. And, and like I said, I think, yep. you know, Derek ranked, uh, ranked Byron up there first. And I, I think that's right, but I have a hard time not ranking Larson first, just, you know, based on what he's done, a didn't even, wasn't even a cup car most of the year last year and all the things he's done outside of the cup car. I just, I think he's still, I think he's still getting there. I don't think he's at his, you know, prime, what he's going to be this season yet. Yeah, I mean, we're 13 absolutely. races in, he's probably getting pretty close, but pretty close to second place at Dover. I mean, and dominating the race. So, yep. um, you know, pit stop, a, a second on a pit stop away from winning that thing. So I, uh, I think, I think when Larson does get that reined or dialed in, I guess yeah. completely, and he can fit, figure out how to finish a race. I think he's going to be absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. yeah I, think, um, I think we're looking at a nine win type of season. Yeah. I think we're going to click there. off yep. a bunch of Larson wins. This I, I was, I was going to put it around six or seven. So yeah, at this I point, yeah, he's page. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's missed a couple of opportunities that, yep. that could have gotten him to that point. But I, you know, I'm looking at his numbers here real quick. Um, he is eight laps shy of his second best laps led total for an entire season uh, wow. already for his career. So um, yeah, he's, he's going to blow that mark away. He might lead. He might lead 2000 plus laps at this, at this rate, the way he's going. So freaking Denny Hamlin is going to lose another opportunity to, at this championship. <laughs> he's never going to get he it, might. man. There's always somebody better. And he's been really good this year. I know his his points leads. No joke. He just doesn't have, uh, just doesn't have the wins to, to show for it. But he's a, he's another know, one though, too, that one win is going to, it's going to set a set off the waterfall. It could, you know yeah. what though, with, with Kyle Larson, if Kyle Larson makes it to the championship, I don't think he finishes the deal. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Finish if he can't finish races off, I don't think he can finish a championship. Well, it's about who you trust, you know. Right. Well, and it's not only that, but if we were going to Homestead, I'd definitely give him more of an opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know. But Phoenix, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. So um 
otherwise, this, I mean, this race was pretty uneventful for the most part. Um, I did note Eric Almarola finishes 37th last place. I jokingly put in the show notes, is Eric Almarola the reason that Stuart Haas is struggling for lack of cars? <laughs> I mean, he is obviously not, but man, has he destroyed some cars this year and it's not all his fault. I mean, yeah, he's had bad luck. To, I mean, just snake, snake bit bad luck. Um, you know, it happens to bad luck happens to every driver at some point. And he's just in that. I think he's just in that stretch right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's an unreal amount of bad luck. I mean, like you said, how many cars has he actually wrecked this year? Yeah. It's been, yeah. it's been really bad for that 10 team. And that um, hit at Dover was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, never it, an easy. It hit. was now. I, I don't know when Eric Almarola's contract is up with that 10 car. Um, you know, something that's been in the back of my mind is will Eric Almarola be coming back to that 10 car when that contract is up, you know? Yeah. Um, Depends I how much Smithfield likes him. Smith, they it's, really it's like him. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that was my next point is Smithfield has been in this sport for a long time and Smithfield has had a very limited amount of success. Mm -hmm. They had a good opportunity to jump on with SHR and hopefully crank off some wins here with Eric Almarola. Yeah. But again, it just has not materialized. I mean, he has not, He's won what one race, maybe two in that Smithfield car for he's won, yeah. He's Couple. he's won one for Stuart Haas, yeah. and then he's got the rain out at uh he got the rain out right. at Daytona. That's so right. um, both super speedway races, though. Yep, yep. And and I think Smithfield really took a big chance and said, We're gonna go to SHR, we're gonna put a lot of funding their way and, and yep. move to SHR, and and nothing has really materialized after yep. the first year of that 10 car. And and SHR needs that sponsorship. Mm -hmm. When you look at that team as a whole, uh, they are they've got one car that's completely not funded. It's mm -hmm. completely out of Gene Haas's pocket. And then you've got Chase Briscoe with some Ford money, um, some some Rush Truck Centers mm -hmm. money, and a little bit of a little bit of here and there. But he's on he's on the Gene Haas payroll too. So yep. Stuart Haas can't afford to be a t a four car team with you know one car fully sponsored. At the end of the day. You so, mentioned Chase Briscoe. I wanted to throw something yeah. out here real quick, not to completely take us off mm -hmm. on a tangent, but I was listening to um, Christopher Bell on Sirius this week, and he brought something up that was really interesting. You know, Chase Briscoe did so well in the Xfinity Series last year. I think we expected a lot of big things with him coming to Stuart Haas this year in the Cup Series. Um, really expected him to do well, and he struggled a bit. But Bell noted that, you know, the days of drivers racing in the Xfinity Series and then coming up and competing right away in the Cup Series – these guys aren't facing cup drivers every weekend in the Xfinity series anymore. Like they used to, they're not, they're not facing eight to 10 cup drivers every weekend. They're facing, you know, Kyle Busch once in a while and maybe Kevin Harvick once in a while. And, you know, most guys aren't coming down there and running that series anymore. So the, the gap between the experience at the Xfinity level and the cup level is so different now than it was just five, six years ago. Yeah. that it's it's making it a lot tougher for these these kids to come up after dominating Xfinity series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dominating the Xfinity series and not able to compete as much in the Cup series. So, just an interesting yep. take I thought. I I do want to mention something on Chase Briscoe. I actually had very low expect, expectations for him moving into the Cup series this year because the cars are so different. Right. Um and and obviously you have the the 550 package that we all dread. Um, I, you know, Eric, I don't know you that well, but based off your earlier comment, you hate it just as much as James and I do. We're all, it, we're all truthers here. It took yeah, me a correct. while, but I'm there. I'm, I'm at the hate. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I fully expected Chase Briscoe to struggle. Um, I, I, until he got his legs under him for the 750 package, 
And for the first time this season, I think we saw a little bit of hope at Dover until he unfortunately got up into the wall and, yeah. and wrecked out, but he was running about top 15. It's the best run that that 14 car has had all season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you had higher horsepower, low downforce. Um, that tends to play into, um, some of these dirt guys or some of these, uh, yep. I guess drivers is what we'll yeah. call them, you know? Yeah. So that, that are, uh, used to used to a package like that and I, and I think for him looking yeah. ahead to the road courses i think he's got to be you know optimistic that he can maybe steal one of those as well i mean he's right. he's definitely a really good road course racer that i think things might have to fall in line for him but um you know i think uh i think he'll be you know he'll be solid for, for some of those races i think he's gonna have some good runs there yeah his starting yeah. spot won't be good at coda this weekend but no it will not through the nope. field. Yeah. yep it's gonna be a, gonna be a long long race so uh, Go ahead, Eric, Eric, real quick. I wanted to, I, I don't want to hang on this too much, but, uh, and I know I'm just joining as a guest, but I wanted to put you guys on the spot for a second. <laughs> Please do. Eric, I don't we'll edit it out. What's that? <laughs> I said, we'll edit it out. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> like it never happened. <laughs> so, uh, Eric Almarola, we, we touched on him real quick. Uh, not having the season he wanted Smithfield. Um, you know, we wonder where they are, where the contract is. If we get to the end of 2021 and Smithfield says, hey, we decide we want to go a different direction, or Eric Almarola says, I don't know how many more hits these uh, hits that I can take like this. You saw the pain that he was in on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the dude broke his back, what, three years ago? Yep. So regardless, that. whether it's Eric's decision or Smithfield's decision, and they decide, hey, we don't want to continue this partnership anymore, who do you guys think gets that 10-car ride uh, if it opens up. Yeah. I feel like this is more of a off the wall question than, than what you posed to me. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's, That's tough check, because check no, matter, mate. no matter what, no matter what Tony Stewart says about his development program, what are we going to put Riley Herbst up there? I mean, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's just not feasible right now. Yeah. Um, the only, I mean, I could throw the driver that we keep throwing everywhere and Brad Keselowski and say, Hey, go get him. But that would have to be a decision that has to be made now, not yeah. at the end of the season. That's the only other, the only late. other guy in the Ford pipeline for me, because we know Cindric's going to the 21 um, is De Benedetto if yeah. he's out there, yeah, but he doesn't come again. We go back to what we said about Stuart Haas. You can't have underfunded cars um, and, and a full stable. And, and Matt De Benedetto, unfortunately, is not bringing a ton of sponsorship. And no him. offense to Matt, Matt D, because I like him, but is he an improvement from Eric Almarola? Yeah, the Ford the Ford pipeline is very thin. Say what you want about. I, I know Tony had his comments about Toyota and how they, they they've got a pipeline. They've got guys in there. I mean, Eric Jones, possibly, maybe um, could come over. But yeah, there's there it, it's thin. Man, that'd be a good get though, wouldn't it? Well, that's the guy I want him to get in first place. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, yeah. Derek. I don't know. We I if you've listened to anything, you know that I get on the Eric Jones rant every once in a while. Um, Cause I, that's one of my guys, but yeah. um, I'd love to see him back in a good seat, but again, he's not bringing, you know, mm -hmm. how, how do you replace what Eric Amarillo can give you outside of, um, you know, just trying, trying to get some more performance, but you got to have dollars to have performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I'm actually going to uh, probably go with you, James. I think Matt DiBenedetto would be a good option for that seat. If, if the Ford camp wants to keep him in, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I think Matt does need to improve his performance. He's his, performance has, his performance has not been up to par this year. No, he's um, backslid. He backslid again yeah. this year a little bit, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's hovering around the, yep. he just needs to be a little bit better. I mean, he's hovering around the playoff cut line. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's going to take take some more from him. I've got an sure. interesting option for you guys. Um, it's we're looking at a lot of teams trying to get into the sport next year, and they they've got a car that's not funded except by Gene Haas. What about selling the charter? That's uh, not a bad idea. I know I mean, they're hard yeah. they're hard to get. You could right, lease the, you could lease the charter maybe for a year. Yeah, maybe. They are hard. Boy, that are hard that, that charter conversation is a whole another conversation that would probably take up a couple hours. For that the record, I hate that conversation because I think the charter yeah. system sucks. But yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and I and not to go down that road too much, but when you have someone like Dale Earnhardt Jr. saying, "Hey, I maybe want to take my team to Cup, but I yeah. don't know if I'll have a spot for my team." Yep. Right. That's not good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, same thing with twenty three eleven. They they've yeah. got they want to spend and they want teams down mm-hmm. the road, but where are they going to get the charters? You know, yep. that's well, that's I, tough. I we give Rick Ware Racing a lot of a lot of crap, but I I hope if they've made all these decisions for for business purposes, I hope they're ready to sell off some of those charters and actually put in some competitive race cars. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need four car Rick yep. Ware teams. Exactly. I agree one hundred percent. That 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 uh that item was not in the notes actually. Uh they also had themselves a, a four spot consecutive uh, you finish this. Stole mine. <laughs> I was just going with it. Uh <laughs> I was chomping at the bit to get it in there. <laughs> what what I do told, we have? I told 36, you he'd be a natural fit. <laughs> 36, 37, 38, 39th 31, 31, 32, 33, 34. Okay. All right. Co- Cody Ware, Garrett Smithley, James Davis, and Josh Balicki finished uh four in a row. So That's yeah, impressive. we, we buried the lead on that one, man. That should have been the top story right there. Yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> I think Derek is spying in on our, uh, on our chat because I think I that think came so. up. I think that came up on our group chat. It did. It did. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, man, Derek's fitting right in. He's teeing up yep. the, the transition and oh no, he went with it, man. He's... <laughs> Andy nope. hit it out of the park. There it goes. Yep, that was his, that was, yeah, he, uh, that was, he went full Kobe in that one, just took the ball and, and took it to the rack. There yep. you go. I like it. Well All done. right. Sure. Let's leave the cups series we'll bust through the xfinity series here real quick we won't dwell on it real a lot because uh um not a ton to talk about it's the dry 200 austin Sindrick gets the win um which was was that, that was your pick wasn't it james it was yeah, i'm on a heater man on the on the lower series when it comes oh, to our picks man, you're killing me killing i know me. i know um, i like it i think you know uh, just a couple notes here uh, jrm again really good in this race um justin allgaier dominates for the most part 94 laps led finishes third uh, but Josh Berry uh, finished second yeah. place, close to winning it, 48 laps led, wins the $100,000 in the dash for cash, um, gets a chance to run in the Cup Series the next day. Just a uh, good weekend for Josh Berry. Yeah, Josh is um, – we talked about him a little bit earlier, but, man, yeah, what a what a run he's on right now. I know I don't think he's running next week, though, unfortunately. But, no. yeah, he's had a uh, – I mean, he's got that win, and it's just been really cool to see his – he's kind of burst onto the scene and – I mean, he has a shot to win that race if, if it falls a little bit differently, but um, Austin Zendrick's day, uh, you know, that guy, he's just, he's just racking them up. In the I, I think, I think the refreshing thing to see about Josh Berry is I think that's um, a good story as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been a big part of juniors late model team and um, has continued to chip away with it or chip away at it. And um, he, he could look at this as being a little bit timid after this opportunity or for this opportunity because his first opportunity didn't work out. Uh, but man, he is racing the wheels off of that car week in and week yep. out. And he's not, he's not um, giving it to anyone. So no. good for Josh Berry. No, yeah, take I mean, your opportunities and, and, and do the maximum. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can ask of these guys when they get a seat. It's like Ty Gibbs, mm-hmm. um, same similar situation. Like you've given, been given this great opportunity, go take it. 
yeah. they've done nothing but impress. Josh is he's an old dude, man. He's 30 I years know. old. <laughs> I know he's an old dude. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Ty Gibbs are on the opposite end of the uh of the spectrum there for sure. But yeah, you know, again, um, Josh has great equipment and that man can wheel a stock car uh with the best of them. So he's he's getting it done with with you know some pretty good dang good racers. I mean, AJ Almendinger, I mean he's running with the with some pretty um, you know, like you said earlier, there's no cup guys anymore, but some of these guys are, yeah. you know, I mean, these guys are really good. They've been around a long time and they know how to do it. And, and he's right there with them. Well, you mentioned Ty Gibbs. He won the Arca race. He's finished fifth in this one. Um, you know, again, this kid just continues to impress. Um, so good on him. Uh, Noah Gregson. I wanted to bring up Gregson because we, when we left the podcast last week, yeah. uh, he'd received the penalty was DQ'd from the race. Uh, they appealed the penalty and had the appeal accepted. Um, so he was able to get his hundred thousand dollars back and his second place finishing spot the week before. And, uh, there's a new rule in the Xfinity series this week. <laughs> I, nobody, I mean, not directly related to, but obviously very directly related to the uh, penalty on Noah Gregson. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. NASCAR likes to sweep those in when they get it. <laughs> and yep. I, and I think with Noah Gregson being reinstated for that dash for cash, junior motorsports won all four dash for cash. That is correct. Uh, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gregson, only, Gregson only missed the last one. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and then, uh, just a note, Justin Haley missed the race, uh, due to COVID pro- protocols. Um, NASCAR did grant him a waiver though, however, so he can still race for the championship. I think he might be looking at sitting out this week. Last I was reading, but it, mm. it's, it's not official yet. Um, I don't think he actually ended up with COVID from what I saw as well. I think okay. he had a close contact situation, but I don't, I haven't seen anything more on that, but I probably shouldn't do any speculating, but there you go. Right. Okay. All right. With that, let's talk about some news. Uh, We teased it earlier. Brad Keselowski uh, could become the next owner driver in NASCAR, courtesy of Jim Utter with motorsport.com. Take that how you want to take it. Uh (laughs) Uh, I I have an update to that, actually. Is there an update? There is an update. Uh, James's good buddy, Bob Pachris. My friend, yes. Yes, his good buddy, friend, uh, Bob Pachris, tweeted and put on Facebook that it seems to be all but done. Huh. That is an Whoa. all but done deal that Kozlowski's okay, I... going to Roush Fenway Racing. All right, I believe Ooh. Bob now. Man, I don't. <laughs> so yeah, so Roush Fenway Wait. Racing, he'd be taking over the six car. Yep. Um, and partial ownership of the team, it would be Kozlowski. Um... Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing, go. something like that. Uh, show show of hands, who's blocked by Jim Utter on Twitter? I haven't I... been blocked yet. Yeah, not, not I am. Yet. <laughs> you guys can't see who I am, but I am. <laughs> That's a great block. <laughs> Add that to our game, our, our list there, Eric. Of, of I'm, people. I'm so worried about getting blocked from people because I want to <laughs> have the information. So yeah. I, I'm right. careful, but I'm surprised yep. I haven't been blocked by him yet. Yeah. I have been in the, in the, uh, um, in the press box with him though, and try to avoid him. Um, um, I've yeah. Well, just since we're talking about Twitter blocks, uh, Derek, I don't know if you know this, but I've been blocked by uh, Paul Tracy. <laughs> um famous indycar driver yep so uh i mean what'd you do know. did you make a comment about him talking about danica's feet or something last year no, no i didn't well i can't see those anymore so i've been i've been <laughs> gone for i've been gone for a while he said some pretty ridiculous things about yeah i can't remember what but yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah i'm sure I, you don't lose any sleep on it no i don't worry about that one <laughs> back to keselowski though i mean this is i think it's pretty shocking i don't I mean, I guess it's an ownership opportunity for him, um, which kind is of fits kind of fits right in with him. If you think about it, um, 
I don't know. I mean, long-term play for, for Brad, I um, guess, but man, it's yeah. not, not a well-performing team unless he's going to bring a Penske yeah. relationship or something to it. I, I think he, well, I think that car is already associated with Penske if I'm not that, mistaken. And and if you think about it, if you think about it a little bit more too, the next gen car coming, that's true. that changes the game a little bit here. That, for Brad. that yeah. opens a little bit more opportunity because um, of a lot of the limitations of the next gen car, to be honest with you, the way that they're building these things, it, mm-hmm. it could open up, um, could open up for them a little bit here. It's, it was definitely a, a mind blowing tweet that I read today. Um, yeah. and no matter your thoughts on Jim Utter, <laughs> I, I, I think, which <laughs> I don't, I don't like the guy personally, <laughs> but he doesn't usually put, in my opinion, doesn't usually put stuff out there that isn't true. No, he's usually pretty good about breaking news. Yeah. His buddy Jerry is not always the greatest at it, but (laughs) Jim is Jim. Jim does a pretty good job of breaking news. So, yeah. Well, so I I couldn't believe it when I saw it, that, that Brad Kozlowski is looking into ownership for the cup series. Um, My belief is that I don't think he was going to stay with Penske regardless. I mean, he only signed a one year deal. Yep. Um, I would have pegged him to go to 2311 yeah. to help improve that team. <laughs> yep. For next year. Um, but this is a whole new ball game. Like this uh, is yeah. very interesting. Um, yeah, James definitely had him going to 2311, but James yeah. had every available driver going. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I feel like we're on the same page then. <laughs> I just want to know, let me be the first one to yeah. say that there's Eric Almirola's replacement, Ryan Newman to uh, Stuart mm-hmm. Haas. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe going back. There you go. <laughs> Possibly. Do, do we know, do we know that he is looking to take over the six car? I, I that's had not what, read that. Yeah. That's what Utter said. It would be the okay. six car and they don't know if it would be a three car team or okay. if Ryan Newman would you know, Ryan Newman may go into retirement or right. find a job elsewhere. Yeah. We run um, into that charter situation again. Right. Yeah. Where's the charter yeah. go? And yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think I, I brought this up earlier and, and I'll ask it to you guys or I'll say it to you guys. I'll, maybe I'll just speak at you. That's what I'll do. Um, <laughs> Brad, so Brad is 37. And yep. according to our good buddy, David Smith uh, at Motorsports Analytics, we know a driver's peak is age 39. He's in, he is in his driving prime right now. Uh, do you guys think he's throwing away performance for uh, long-term job stability in, in that instance? I did yes. until you mentioned the new car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. I, I still think he is, even with the new car. You might be right. Yeah. You might be right. I, I, if so here's the thing, though, is, is Keselowski has ownership experience. Not that he was super successful in right. the truck series because they did struggle. They had they had good performing trucks, but weren't good drivers to come wins. There. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean the drivers that they brought through are certainly are still around, um, or, or several of them are anyway. But I mean, you look at Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch was a complete failure in the Xfinity series, but he's killing in the Truck series too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe Brad learned some stuff there, and he can bring it into the Cup series and make something yeah. out of it. So my my biggest thing uh, that I was thinking about with Brad possibly making this move is, like you mentioned, his trucks ran pretty good. Um, had a decent amount of wins but i'm looking at it from a different angle of i don't believe that they had that good of luck with sponsorship on those trucks so. yeah you're yeah. right yep. so i just you know this whole business model with the next gen car is going to have to change dramatically um yeah. to to really welcome new sponsors into the sport like they say it's going to um well and brad has his own company now too which is he does i don't don't know if i don't know if it's as profitable as to sponsor a full-time cup ride but 
Right. Uh, how much again. does Roush sp- struggle with sponsorship in the Cup Series since Fenway has been on board? Are they still? I mean, uh, I don't, they, I don't, they I don't think cars. they run. I don't think they run sponsorless race cars. They, right. They've right. got funding. I just don't know. You know, they're not getting. You know, they're not getting that Exalta money or right. you know, FedEx mm-hmm. money, for example. I, I think as of, like I think as of late, they've been. In. Yeah, I think as of late, you know, in the last three, four or five years, they've been pretty good. I think for a, for a minute there, that, that six car and 17 ran some, some Ford EcoBoost schemes and such, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. Since Newman's been there, they've, they've yeah. had a lot of sponsorship. I mean, they, they patch it together. I mean, it, it's right. a couple of races here, a couple of races there, but they've got funded cars. Now, did you guys see that they, they do have an announcement planned for tomorrow um, it, in terms of the 17 car? <laughs> so that's, that's why I asked about the six car. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it could be something different there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what, yeah. according to the article, that's what Jim yep. said. It would be the six, but sure. It was, I mean, we got a long way to go. Yeah. But. It was quote a, a major announcement for mm-hmm. the 17 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So well, interesting. we'll see. Um, yeah. It, it, the whole thing is just a really interesting move. So it's going to be intriguing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is shades of not, not quite the same thing Tony Stewart had happen where he was given a team, <laughs> half of a team. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this is a, a shrewd, um, this is a shrewd move for Brad. And, and I think for Jack Roush, if you're looking at, um, you know, a succession plan here as well, you bring in Brad, argue, whether you like him or not, um, one of the smartest guys in the garage or one of the most well-spoken sure. guys in the garage. Uh, so, you know, he's tapped in. So if, if Jack Roush is looking for an exit plan um, and maybe his, you know, the family is not going to be taking it over. Maybe Brad's the, that kind of guy where he can, you know, step in kind of like, you know, Jeff Gordon may do with Rick Hendrick eventually and and so on. So there's a lot of moving parts here. I think that's something Jack Roush has struggled with, you know, Mm -hmm. for years. At the risk of stretching this out longer. So who goes to the two car then? (laughs) Matt DiBenedetto. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably DiBenedetto. Yeah. 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 I mean, unless Penske just decide. I said when we were talking in group chat earlier, Eric, I thought, um, you know, we, could even see Bellaney move to the two and somebody else take the 12. Um, we've seen Penske do that before because the two is their highest profile ride. And I know we've, we've announced, we've announced that Cindric's going to the 21, but I think if they get a chance to put Cindric in one of the actual yeah. Penske yeah. rides that they That's do That's a good it. point. Yeah. So, maybe DeBenedetto yeah. stays in the 21. They, they tell yeah. me, hey, yeah. man, this is how it's going to work out. You stay here and they, wouldn't, there's wouldn't be that be, wouldn't that be something DeBenedetto <laughs> almost loses his ride in the 21 at the start of this year. And, and, you know, basically throws a Hail Mary at the end of last year. And now yep. he may get to stay in the 21. May get, I, may, I, yeah. I agree. Cindric, I think if they decide to do that, Cindric would move over to Penske instead of Wood Brothers. I think that's the little more logical move to do. Yeah, that. I can't Whether, imagine them leaving, leaving him over at Wood Brothers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. I, you know, I, I think for these drivers, um, you look long-term and mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if ownership opportunity of this level comes along for all these right. guys, uh, you know, so for Brad to have something like this come to him, it's gotta be hard for him to say no. Um, you know, when you've got a family, when you've got a lifestyle that you're used to, and now he can be a NASCAR owner and you know, those guys do pretty well. So yep. I think, I think it's a smart move on his part. And on that sense, I, I, I worry about his performance, but you know, this new car, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, you guys will be shocked, but Brett Griffin's arguing with people on Twitter. What? No, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that doesn't um, happen. Speaking of burying the lead, like we do all the time, uh, James, big news. You want to get you want to hit the big news item? Yeah, my uh, my favorite um, nemesis is back. Uh, <laughs> Paul Menard running the trucks at Coda. Woo! <laughs> He's back. I thought I was done with him, but he came. <laughs> he came roaring back. 
it's, know, it's good to you, see Paul come back for a race. I know, I know your thoughts on Paul, but I'm I'm good to see him come back. And he's not in the Cup Series, just in the Truck Series. It'll be fine. It'll you be know, fine. James. Now that now that you mention it, if you have a hat, if you put that on, you might. It, you kind of the, the similarities there. are there. Yeah like, the yeah the the beard is starting to yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> We've we've just been me and Paul have been linked for many years. It's, he just keeps you, coming back around. You may have too much personality though, James. Yeah, that's, I would agree. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, that that was definitely a, a left field move there. I yeah. never expected Paul Menard to be making a truck start. Uh, Boris said coming back this weekend. Boris said is coming like... back. Yep. I thought Boris was like retired, retired, but apparently yeah. he's coming back for the Xfinity race, which is. Ke- Kevin Harvick driving the five car. Like there's just so many weird rides this weekend. Yeah. Those guys want seat time, man. Coda's mm-hmm. is no joke. So these guys yeah. want to, the cup guys want to get Austin Dillon's running. the. There's a lot of guys coming down um, yeah. to run, but yeah, Paul, uh, Paul and Boris. Uh, yeah. We should, we kind of buried that one. We should have mentioned Boris, the set yeah. heads, the set heads will be out in, in Austin <laughs> this weekend. The, the Paul thing doesn't really make sense though. Right. I mean, because uh, yeah, he's I, not getting experience for cup. The truck yeah. is not sponsored by Menards. Like, so I wonder how this whole deal came together. It's probably yeah. part of the deal of sponsoring that 88 truck. It's like, give right. me a ride. I want to run one race. Well, if they had an extra truck. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Paul wants yeah. to run. Yeah. Um, it's been, a, sure. it's been a year and a half since he's, since he's been in a car. So yep. we'll watch him go out and win this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Man, if he did, yeah. James's worst nightmare again. Eric would, Eric yep. would come on this podcast next week and he would be all over me. <laughs> I, I'm picking him for the truck race, man. Uh, well, he gets points. So yeah, you could, you could. <laughs> um, KFB, uh, wait, hold on. I had a different soundboard this week. KFB. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, KFB and uh, Joey Logano starting another feud here, James. Yeah. The what's the what's the podcast? I'm sorry. It was uh, I don't have it here. I, um, I am athlete. Right. There you go. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Thank you. I know we brought him in for a reason. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He, so he called Joey well, Logano. Well, hold on. I, I was actually thinking. I'm like, man, th- these guys are prepared. I'm like, look, these guys do this every week. Like uh, I gotta yeah. hire them. I gotta hire them to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then you get to see how the yeah you get to see how the how it's made. Um, right. and then it's it's not as pretty as it looks. Um, but yeah, calling Kyle calling Joey Logano a two faced driver is pretty pretty hysterical. Like Kyle has taken the opportunity yet again, uh, to come at Joey Logano, and then Joey on Twitter was like, "What did he say? That's cute." And yeah. <laughs> so, my favorite my favorite feud in the Cup Garage, Joey and, and Kyle. It's it's there's no payoff because everybody hates both of them. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have a good guy and a bad guy. The two bad guys can't fight. I mean, Derek, Eric and I had this conversation (laughs) earlier. Who do you got in a fight, Kyle or Joey? Kyle, for sure. Oh, man. I I said, Joey, I stood next to both of them and Joey. Joey's scrawny. Kyle's Kyle's yeah. beefier than Kyle's a Kyle's a big dude. Yeah, Kyle looks scrawny because he's super tall, right? Here, here's my reasoning for picking Joey. Joey continues to look for fists in his career, mm-hmm. while yeah. Kyle, I feel like, runs from the fist. That's my that. Yeah, my but Joey theory. looks for him coming at his face. That's, <laughs> whereas that's Kyle right. was the that's one right. throwing the punch at Vegas yeah. a few years ago. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you that's do you true. think do you think Joey Logano's like the 
the the scrawny spaz kid that just like goes off and he just starts going crazy and well that's why i told that's why i said to eric earlier today was i said either way if these two fight it's a slap fight right (laughs) right it's a john west townley tumbling down the banking situation whatever we got that was we got one throwing m&ms at the other and we got we got shell penzoil flying across and and coca-cola in there somewhere yeah Yeah. and then i feel like the odd man out because i like both of them but i'm all right with it i want to see i love the way they both drive i I want the feud they're just yeah yeah, they're just weird dudes man i uh i'm actually going to agree with kyle bush uh on his statement um i had not seen this until you guys put it into into the notes i i saw the i saw the video but the 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 article or i'm sorry the interview is like an hour long and so i didn't get a chance to watch it um kyle bush calling joey logano two-faced um i think I don't know. I think that could be said for a lot of drivers, don't you? Where You're you wrong, you man. may be you may be one person outside of the outside of the car, but when you get into the car, you strap in. You're you're going to be on your game, and you're going to be you know, yep, maybe a little different than you would be outside the car, right? So yep. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing or a, a bad thing. Kyle um, Busch isn't the first one to call Joey Logano right. two faced either. Right. Yeah, short track racing. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. You guys already got us beat with sound bites. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to use them very often, but I, I I put special effort into getting them to work with our setup here tonight. So yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm making sure to use them. <laughs> um, it's, it's all about the efforts, right? Yeah. Now I I saw Kyle Bush mention in in that um in that article. I just kind of looked at the link that you guys had posted, and he mentioned that that he was an asshole. Um, that Kyle Bush said he himself was an asshole, right? Yes. Uh, I I think. The same could be said for Kyle Bush. I've heard that off the track, he's a hell of a nice guy. I've met him mm-hmm. too. And he oh, that was, he's a very like yeah. personable guy. He he signed autographs. It was actually at Berlin. He signed autographs. He took the time. Uh, but when he's on the racetrack, he said he hates losing more than he likes winning. So I don't think it's fair for Kyle Bush to call Joey Logano two-faced when it's essentially the mm-hmm. same thing in my opinion yeah. yeah that's that's a good point and and honestly like the most famous examples of that are dale earnhardt you know mm-hmm. like infamously a nice, super nice guy after he died we found out all these things about right. all he did tony stewart's the same way you think he's a mm-hmm. complete jerk and uh you look at some of the things he's done if with with some of the charities and things that he supports too so yep. um yeah i i think you're right there i think that's that's actually a, a good observation which yeah. uh you don't usually get around these parts. Here's the thing. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's breaking the thing news. With these, right. Here's the thing with these two too, is like, they're both heels, but Joey embraces it. Joey goes on the radio with his behind the wheel or whatever, every week on Sirius, And he embraces it. He embraces the fact that people don't like him. Kyle, as much as he tries to embrace it, as much as he does the bow to get under people's skin and does the crying eyes at Chicago land when he wins, he, it bugs him. It yep. bugs him that people aren't cheering for him and don't love him. Yep. And that's the difference there between those two is that I, I wish, honestly, I wish Kyle would embrace the heel as well. Mm-hmm. Just embrace it. Be the bad guy. It's Take part of who he is. I mean, you say KFB, uh, you know, KFB is literally just a statement that he yep. said, yep. Right. but he could really embrace that and really run with that. Yep. I mean, yep. he has the mantra. He has the attitude to actually fully embrace KFB. I think yep. that's the thing that's keeping Kyle from the greatness that, he needs is that he won't embrace it. Yeah. And I think if he was to embrace it, he'd ha- get a lot of hate for a little while. 
And I think people would turn. I think you'd have the next Daryl Waltrip. Suddenly, everybody would love Kyle Busch. But because he's wishy-washy, because he's in the middle here, it just makes people uncomfortable. They don't like yeah. it. And yeah, he'll... Sorry, go ahead, James. No, I was just going to say, I think eventually he's going to make the turn. I mean, we didn't like Jimmy Johnson for yeah. how many years? Because, But that was you know for dominance reasons. And that's part of Kyle's thing, too. But Kyle will right. eventually make the turn. He will. Um, it's just going to come really late for him. Well, and Samantha, yeah, yeah. Samantha's helped him a ton. I mean, he's gained a lot more fans with Samantha. Oh, yeah. She's definitely they've gone soft- through and everything. Yeah, and... she's definitely softened him up a little bit. His... You were, you were, you were going to say something, Derek. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I just think, I mean, I'm personally a fan of Kyle Busch. Um, I always haven't, I haven't always been same with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, but I think as you get older, you realize who these people are and they're, they're good for the sport. They're good for the storylines. Their personalities are good to have. You don't want the, the quote unquote vanilla drivers that you have. Um, yep. a lot of the time, uh, Clark and I had this conversation last night on our podcast about Noah Gregson. I'm not necessarily a Noah Gregson fan. Yep. Um, but do I think he's good for the sport? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think he can fill Kyle Bush's shoes when Kyle Bush decides oh, to yeah. hang it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same type of person, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We've talked so. about that here too. It's yep. yeah. It's you've got to be yourself. Um, whether people like you or not, sure. you, you'll go farther when you're, when you are who you are. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. When people try to not be themselves, you get Denny Hamlin for the last couple of years and now Denny's right. back. And, and now, yeah, he's unloading, which has, <laughs> we been, love which has been great. Yeah. It's <laughs> fun to, uh, off topic, but did you guys see his comment about Texas Motor Speedway? Yeah, today? we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Got yep. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Denny Hamlin on Twitter is my new favorite uh, driver to follow. That's for sure. Agreed. Um, we'll gloss over this really quick, but a really interesting article. If you guys aren't familiar with building speed, um, uh, they, they do some good, really good stuff. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of uh, statistics and data and all that stuff. If you, if you enjoy data, they, they process a ton of it. Um, they had an article this week about um, our caution lengths increasing and then a bunch of other caution stats as well and just kind of running down this thing. So uh, they basically determined that no caution lengths aren't, aren't increasing. They've been actually going down somewhat. Uh, but they've got debris cautions in here. Um, do caution lengths increase within a race? Um, just all kinds of really interesting stuff. And we, we're, we're talking from 1980 to current day. It's, oh, man. it's pretty neat. So links in the show notes. If you guys want to check it out, the superspeedway.com, you can find the links there. And uh, it's just, it's worth a, worth a look at if you're interested in, in all the data behind everything. So it sure seems like they take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I started to read it and uh, unfortunately couldn't finish it. Um, <laughs> some, some, someone needed ground beef. I work in the restaurant industry, so I had to jump on my computer here, throw a little work gotta in get that, at, gotta, at the end of the schedule. <laughs> you go. Gotta sling that ground beef. Man. Exactly. <laughs> Selling um, green beans. That's what we say we do. That's right. <laughs> Last news item, unless something popped up while we're on here. I don't uh, see nothing. I think we're in the clear. NASCAR no longer requiring masks outside at events. Um, I think this is kind of par for the course across the country. We're kind of realizing that outdoors is all right. Um, I did see some stuff uh, recently from some reputable people here locally about um, just statistics and, and whatnot of how how protected we are if we're vaccinated and, uh, and um, not only from catching the virus ourselves, but from spreading it to others as well. So um, it's just, it's good to see some things opening back up, getting back to normal. We're gonna have full stands open at at Charlotte uh, for the 600, um, whether they can sell all those tickets or not before that race, that's another story. But uh, we've, we've seen full baseball events. We've seen some full stadiums. 
Um, maybe it's a little early, but I think, I, you know, numbers are going down and everything, and it's just good to see that maybe, maybe normalcy is on its way. Well, take our advantage of our outdoor sport and yeah. Uh, yeah. get out. I mean, Derek, you've been to a race this year that was socially distanced. Um, right. I mean, how, 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 how comfortable were you during that? I mean, you know, how was it? I, um, I mean, just because Eric and I haven't been to the track. Right. Sure. Um, in quite a bit eric eric has yeah um, i went to I michigan haven't. last year but you know okay. sat you know six feet away from everybody in right. the press box and that was it sure uh talladega the speedway did everything they could <laughs> um <laughs> but in terms of social distancing uh <laughs> it was not great um <laughs> i felt fine because i was about through my second shot i was a week past my second shot being vaccinated perfect um i felt pretty good being there um and and i actually felt like a renewed sense to get out and do stuff because i had i talked to like what uh the person that i work with to get nascar tickets and i told him straight up i'm like I'm kind of hesitant to buy tickets for later in the year. You just don't know what's going to happen. Right. And yeah. going to Talladega, it felt like, huh, okay, this is normal. This feels good. Let me get out and buy some more tickets. And nice. Um, the, nice. the crowd was good. I mean, people were respectful of, of the current situation, I, I think, but there was a lot of people there. Um, and, and social distancing was about three feet, I would say, as opposed to six. Yeah. But that is in line with what the CDC had changed to. Um, right. When, recently with that so i think part of it part of mine is just the anxiety still of of going back to normal more so than any danger of it yep um i i you know we've had mass mandates lifted here in michigan with uh um you know if you're vaccinated and i've been cautious but trying to enjoy it a little bit and Mm -hmm. you know i I just remind myself that hey this is what i did all this for this is what i spent a year indoors for this is what i stayed away from family and everything for got the vaccine for is to be able to go back to normal. So yep. it, it really, it really is a transition. And yeah. I know you have to kind of be careful, yep. like going down this road, because obviously people have different thoughts, but um, when you go in somewhere and you see people not wearing masks, which is, is becoming more and more common. I mean, right. whether it's yep. Meyer or, or Starbucks or, or, or a local restaurant, um, it is kind of a, a shock because we <laughs> haven't been here um, in a year and a half. Um, I actually have a wedding for the first time since 2019 this weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and Eric, like you said, you're like, boy, is this right? And then yeah. at some point you're like, okay, yep. I'm vaccinated. This is what we did, what we did for. Yep. Okay. Time to get back out there. Like yep. it, it is a weird feeling though. It's something we've never been through. I was in a parent meeting for hockey last night and there were about 20 people in the room and everybody was spaced out, but I think one person had a mask on and right. it was just so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get there again. It's, yeah. I told my wife yeah. the same thing. It's like, it's like when I went to the grocery store at the beginning of this and I felt so weird putting this thing on my face mm-hmm. and now it's the opposite. It's like, you know, we went to the restaurant for the first time tonight, I actually sat <laughs> down um, and, and it was just so strange, but you know, like you guys yep. said, I, yeah, I'll third that, um, you know, that's what we did it for. We want to be able to start yeah. doing these things and enjoying these things. So yep. for sure. I want to get my, I want to get back to racing, you know, I'm <laughs> ready too. I'm ready too. I, I am happy to say I booked tickets for Talladega in the fall already. Yes. We, we had such a good time. Oh, and I was actually going to mention, uh, Eric, I think you brought up Charlotte motor speedway, uh, being full capacity here in about a week and a half. Uh, have you guys ever seen the Airbnb in one of the, um, 
condos above Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a TikTok account I follow that yeah. the guy owns one of them. I would um, kill to live in one of those things. What's his name? Uh, trying to think remember. of his name. Anyways, Uh-oh. it's it's similar. Um, Christian, right? Yes, Christian Espinoza. Yes. There you go. Yes. Yep. It's not his, but there is a there is an Airbnb on uh, online that is like brand spanking new. And I got on there and I I looked and I'm like 232 bucks a night. That is awesome. (laughs) That's an awesome price. Like, okay, I can do that. We get a group together. I'm like, oh, cool. It's it's available for race weekend. Like, I want to get someone together. I mean, we can all split this. And little did I know, or little did I pay attention when I clicked the dates for October race weekend, it jumped to 2150 a night. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> with, a, with a two night minimum stay, <laughs> I, I got really excited, but, uh, man, it's like a, that's a bucket list. We talked about bucket list earlier in the show and I would love yeah. to do that. That'd be so I, cool. I've always dreamed cool. of living at a racetrack. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Christian Espinosa is living that, living that dream. He's there every day. Yep. It's pretty that, cool. That'd be amazing to wake up in the morning and see that out your front window. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Heck yeah. For sure. <laughs> yep. Um, speaking of back to racing guys, we're going road racing this weekend. We go to circuit of the Americas in Austin. Uh, first time ever with the cup series. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love this track. Um, big fan of it in the formula one. I've raced a lot of laps on it in, uh, the formula one games on PS4 and, uh, I'm excited to see cup cars on this track. I'm glad that NASCAR didn't dumb it down. We're going to run the full circuit. I'll be really curious to see, um, what they do with turtles and stuff in corners to keep people from using the runoff. Cause there's a lot of runoff here. You could just straighten out every turn. Um, but excited, looking forward to, uh, looking forward to some real road racing in the, in NASCAR. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, they got the iRacing series, the pro is going on right now. So if you're, uh, well, no, pro pro is tomorrow. Tonight is the actual, that's right. The yeah, well, you're, you're, trying, yes. you're trying to get us through the week quicker. I, I got I know. I, I, know I, I bunched up. Man. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Yes. I know. I made sure that we could schedule the podcast so I could still watch the Pro Invitational. <laughs> the Pro Invitational series. Yes. This is oh, one I will turn on. So. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm super excited for Coda. I don't really know that much about Coda. Um, but I, you know, I, I sat and did a little like research video yesterday. Um, it was, uh, from Colton Herta in the Indy IndyCar series. And, um, I did not realize how m- massive this place is three, <laughs> yeah. almost three and a half miles, 20 turns in like yeah. 150 feet of elevation. Yeah. Like, that front straightaway is daunting. Yeah. It's like you're looking down from a mountain. Yeah, you know, well, not only that, but the racetrack standards, the yeah. the front stretch to the back stretch, if you just won't go straight across, it's like mm-hmm. two miles. I mean, right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. Can... Uh, there was a video. I watched a video yesterday. Kyle Bush. It was a must have been a Toyota um, fan mm-hmm. thing that he was taking somebody around in one of the Toyota Tundra or mm-hmm. Toyota uh, Camry cars. Um, that was pretty neat too, just to see kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of unknowns. The the S's coming out of turn one are, are very blind and difficult. Um, it's not, it's just not a traditional NASCAR track. It, it's going to be really different for these guys. I think you're going to see the road road course guys, uh, Excel, which you'd expect anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to see some interesting stuff. There's some great passing zones here. Um, long straightaways, longer straightaways than we have at most tracks. So, yep. um, yeah, it, like I said, I think, you know, if we run in practice and stuff, we might run the risk of sticking a chicane in or something, but, um, <laughs> yeah. maybe, uh, maybe we'll get to get through the weekend and not do that. So, yeah. 
Um, with yeah. that, we get to make our picks this week. Uh, Derek, we're going to have you make picks with us as well. James, I don't know Sounds how you want to do it. If uh, I, I mean, think Derek just, yeah, Derek pick can pick whatever who, he wants to pick. Eric and I have rules that we're trying yeah. to follow um, <laughs> for our picks each week, but you go ahead and pick anybody you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds good. So we'll Sounds recap good. from last week. First of all, James, uh, you smoked me again. Uh, let's see. 96 to 46 was the points. Um, so James continues to lead. He is up. Me, man. You picked Martin Truex Jr. I did not expect that. Out of no him, so. kidding, man. I, that was really disappointing. Uh, 1,126 James has to my 1,045. Uh, so I got to play some catching up this week, but that means I get to pick first. So we start with the truck series here. The Toyota Tundra 225, uh, Saturday doubleheader with the Xfinity and trucks, by the way. And I am going to go, well, see, I screwed myself over on the trucks, James, because <laughs> I should have picked Ben Rhodes because he, you know, he's the guy at the, at the road courses after Daytona this year. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I picked him last, so I can't pick him. Well, I was, week. yeah, I was licking my chops a little bit when, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so okay. I will have to leave Ben Rhodes for you. And I am going to go with the guy who finished second at Daytona, who won at Daytona last year and go with Sheldon Creed as my pick for the winner on this one. Yep. And I went, uh, I went Sheldon Creed, uh, last truck race. So yep. I don't, I, I can't use him, but I, uh, I knew that you picked Ben Rhodes, um, during the last, during Darlington. So, uh, that gives me Ben Rhodes because I definitely want uh, I definitely want that one. So, yeah. but yeah, Sheldon Creed though, um, I mean he's he's pretty, I feel like he's good everywhere. So I don't think yeah, he really is. Yeah. He really is. And you know, Sheldon Creed's got the he got the uh, off road trucks background as well. So yep. I'm trying to think. Did the have the uh, Stadium Super Trucks run at run at Coda? Maybe with the Indy cars? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's I, got experience on this track. I know. In a truck. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, Derek, so, Derek yeah, who do you ahead. got for this one? Uh, I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. Ah, uh, nice. He yes. he has a little uh, road course win experience there. So uh, I think it was up in Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsports. Yes, I'm going to go with uh, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, he's right. been he's been pretty dominant this year in that uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports truck as well. Excellent, excellent. So we'll that's see a really if, good pick. Uh, yep, we'll see if Derek can beat us um, <laughs> this this coming week. And so we're off to a good start. There you go. Uh, Xfinity Series, again, Saturday afternoon. Pit Boss 250. Um, I also screwed myself over on this one, James, because I think, hold on, maybe I didn't. Maybe No, this isn't the one. Cup I screwed myself over on. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go with Austin Sindrick. You can't pick him this week, and I'm just going in that direction. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that card this week and take Austin. Well, you, you left me an opening here. Um, I'm going to go A.J. Allmendinger. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's just the that seems like a solid pick. <laughs> yeah, if you're going road course racing, <laughs> I'll take AJ. Um, it, but is when Ty comes, Gibbs running this race? I uh, uh, you know what? I had the no. answer list. Hold on, nope. I don't think okay. he Kyle, is. Kyle Bush is that's in right. Fifty four car. Kyle Bush is right. Yeah, he's running the Skittles yep. car. Um, yep. Yeah. So we so what we do, Derek, is we we have to pick guys who earn points, so we can't. Well, we don't have to. Sure. Well, we, yeah, that's right. We, we, want, if we, we earn the, the points that they earn. So if they don't earn points, we don't get points for them if they win. Yeah. So. yeah. so in Eric's defense, I probably, if like whenever Austin Cedric's available to me, it's almost a lot that I'm going to take him. But, um, <laughs> you know, but another road course, AJ, I, li I like AJ. Another good opportunity is is Noah Gregson. He's run well on the road course at Daytona, despite uh, despite making his errors that he has. And I don't have that sound clip on my soundboard, so I can't play that one. <laughs> um but, uh, but yeah, so that's another good pick as well. And he, the way he's been running, Justin Allgaier is a good pick here. I mean, there's, there's some good picks in the Xfinity series. Uh, Derek, who do you got for, uh, for this one? Well, Austin Sindrick was my first pick as well. Um, but I actually think Daniel Hemrick's going to get his yeah. first Xfinity win this weekend. Nice. Yep. yep. 
I keep was, picking him, actually, man. I've picked him so many times this season. Yeah. He just Eric, Eric wants it bad. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we like Daniel. It, it was actually between uh, Daniel Hemrick and Andy Lally. Ah, um, I think Andy Lally a has a good shot too, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Ran pretty strong at uh, the Roval last year. So yeah, Andy Lally um, can run road courses. So for sure. Yeah, that that's really yeah. I didn't even think about that one. And, that's a sneaky one. And there's a there's a lot of finesse in in Coda. Um, yeah. You know, you, we talked a little bit about about it here um, a few minutes ago, but you know, Eric, I was telling James, I I kind of ran this on iRacing this past weekend too, and it's it's super challenging. Just in you said mm-hmm. you mentioned or you ran on F1 too. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how long the straightaways are and how tight the corners are. Just the speed yeah, yeah. difference is is insane. Yeah, so, both yep. turn one and then the the turn way in the mm-hmm. back, they're super super tight, way tighter than turns we yeah. normally run. Big in time the breaking series. zones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And I would assume sure. I, I mean I've never never run a game with a stock car on Coda, but I would assume that the the rear end would get pretty light through the S's too because there's not a whole lot to them. It's kind of yeah, you know, I, it, it's interesting. So. I wish I knew, but I never made it to the S's. <laughs> I never made it to the S's in full speed. Nice. <laughs> Hard to get past uh, turns one and two and, and three, maybe. So didn't uh, didn't Ryan Sieg run really well at Daytona in the Xfinity series too? I feel uh, like I don't have that pulled up. I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't take uh, we didn't take Boris said. You know, yeah. I thought I thought he would have made a. Yeah. If, if he it. wasn't in that uh, MBM motorsports yeah. car, then then yeah, I probably would have picked Boris. I think the days of like Boris a... said running up front are kind of over. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, if he was in a Gibbs car, maybe. I don't know. but right. uh, yeah, Even then, I still yeah. wouldn't pick him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, Sunday, Cup Series, Echo Park, Texas, Grand Prix. Uh, so weird to have a race in the Cup Series called the Grand Prix, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. what we got this weekend. And this is the one that I screwed myself over on because I picked Martin Truex Jr. last week, James, and I think he's a great pick for this one. Uh, but... I'm going to take the better pick anyway and go with Chase Elliott as my pick for this one. Yeah. I like that one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was hoping <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to do there. Um, I'll throw boy, pick somebody crappy so I can gain some points on you, man. You know, who, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something just a little different here and, and we're flying blind. So normally when we do our picks, we've got stats that we can look at from previous races and all this. See, stuff. I this pulled is, Daytona this, this time. I, I yeah. figured that's my best shot at this. So, so there's a guy, um, not typically known as a road course racer. Um, but he gave Daytona a hell of a run. I know who you're going um, with. I'm going to say Kyle Larson. Yep. Here. Yep. Yep. I, I knew you were going that way. <laughs> that that's a really good pick actually. I, yeah, he he was super good at Daytona. He got fresh tires late, and made a run. I don't know if he'll win, but I feel good about like his speed everywhere. So we'll see. He was one mistake away from being really really having a shot at Daytona. So yeah, so I'll, I'll I might I may regret that one. I'm letting Martin uh, get away from me. There might be a pretty big mistake, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Derek, who do you got on this one? Yeah, I had uh, I had a backup pick ready because I figured you were going to go with Truex. Um, but <laughs> yeah, with that you being said, you want, man. Anybody yeah, you want. I, I'm going with Truex. Um, All right. Because I thought you were going to pick him, I was either going to go with Hamlin or Ryan Blaney. But Hamlin would have been good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blaney's also a good, good one. Yeah. yeah. Suppose Kyle Busch, despite the fact yeah. that Kyle struggled at at Daytona. Yep. He's a good road racer, and yep. you know, this might be a perfect track for him. And and, yeah. and Martin Truex Jr. was one of those guys who tire tested here, which yeah. I, I don't yep. think we can. Uh, I know guys are going to get practice time, so we're actually going to be able to see some mm-hmm. who who's actually good before the race, you right. Know? right? Um, or who's got some speed, I should say. But uh, but yeah, it's got to be a little bit of an advantage, kind of knowing those braking zones a little bit in advance, yeah. Um, but you know, I, we'll see, we'll see. You, you know, Eric, I uh, I appreciate that Chase Elliott pick, uh, but even <laughs> on our podcast last night. Uh, so Clark got to pick first, you know, we have our own set of rules as well. Clark got to pick first, he went with Chase Elliott. 
Um, I can't say that I would have went with Chase Elliott, actually, um, <laughs> even if I went first. I, I just think at some point, even being a Chase fan, that luck has not luck. Oh, yeah. That has to run the out. Field, Something's yeah, going to break. Catch him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I actually picked Truex in, in last night's picks as well. So yeah. uh, Truex has been pretty close. He's He's been second a couple times behind Chase Elliott. So Yeah, he's going to be right there. For um, sure. He's just going to be solid. You know, the thing with Martin, he's not going to make a mistake. He's just one of the smoothest guys out there every single week. So, yep. Um, and, and if this field spreads out at this track, uh, there's, you know, there's going to be no stopping. If whoever, if he's, if he gets out front, he's going to be tough to pass. For sure. And that that's another one that's worth mentioning too. We mentioned earlier is chase Briscoe, a great road racer could have an opportunity here. Yep. James, like you said, I mean, this is a big track. It's a long track. So, um, spreading out is pretty likely it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, did hear a little tip through the grapevine. I don't know how official it is, but I'll mention it anyway, that there's a rumor that we'll have uh, local cautions in this race too. I don't know what that will mean. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I but, love that. This place is big, man. We can't. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, going out to Elkhart Lake later in the season too, I really yep. hope that this local caution thing is a thing we do. We don't need necessarily need it at Watkins Glen or, or Sonoma, but oh, we could really use there. it at these big tracks. Oh yeah. man. Sometimes when we get cautions at, <sighs> at those road courses anywhere, it's, oof, it's tough. It'll, yeah. it'll take 10 minutes to get around Coda under caution. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah one lap will do. Yeah. One lap will yeah. do. But, oh man. Yep. Uh, Fantasy League j- uh, update. James, you want to run through that real quick? I, I think, I remember I did pretty well in this you, one, I think. Dang it, you did. Um, <laughs> you almost won. Uh, but our buddy Todd, he gets yeah. the win uh, this week at, at Dover. Uh, Eric, you're right behind him, 230. And then uh, our, our guy we shouted out last week, Justin, uh, he goes uh, and gets another, another top three finish. Um, so he uh, he gets the uh, gets the podium. Uh, I screwed up bad <laughs> and finished 13th. So as good as I'm doing on our picks here against you, Fantasy League keeps uh, – keeps getting the best of me um and then overall standings rangers first eric you crept up on him a little bit uh you're still over 100 points back but you are second and then fast to the grass is third so um i'm landlocked in fifth i looked out this weekend because i watched the race delayed and so i wasn't going to be able to switch out at the uh at the end of stage two but kyle bush struggled so early that i was able to quick bench him and uh before the sta- stage was done and I was good. Yeah, so. I tried to save some starts and went with the Benedetto and Chris Bell um, a combo. And boy, that really bit, that really bit me. I um, gave up on saving starts on this one, except that somehow I didn't put Denny Hamlin in. And I thought I did. There was a point in this race, James, where I had all five of my drivers as the top five. That's fantastic. It was really, you, you were killing it. And then Todd, that sneaky Todd yeah. uh, came and got it again. So freaking picked Alex Bowman. Like, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Uh, shout outs this week. I don't have any. I'm going to pass on that. Uh, James, you got any shout outs? Uh, no, I think uh, I think we're I think we're good with our special guests, though. But uh, Derek, do you yeah. have a shout out? Anybody you wanted to shout out? Uh, well, hey, I just want to shout out to you guys for having me. It's been perfect. a great time. Well, there you go. So well, we appreciate you it. That's a- <laughs> yeah, perfect. Easy. Put, fun. I know. Put them on the spot from time to time. But that's good. Yeah. Got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Um, Derek, where can they find you again? If they want to, they want to check out your show and, uh, and learn more about you. Yeah. So, uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, with the handle at in the fans lane, and then also on Instagram, uh, life in the fans lane. Uh, we try to keep up on that pretty regularly. And then of course our podcast is available on all major podcasts, uh, on a weekly basis. Nice. Boom. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Master this week. of the master of the promo. I like it. Right. <laughs> that was right. that was efficiently well done. 
he's, I think better than us. For so sure. now let's let's see how the amateurs do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll bumble through it. Where, they, where can they find you on social media if they want to hit you up, James? Yep, you can give me at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find uh, links to old episodes of the podcast, uh, show notes, links to articles we've discussed, uh, past race coverage, photos, all that stuff. Uh, good stuff is there. Check that out, thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast there as well. And you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those places. Um, for some reason, they don't update right away now, which is really irritating. So um, when you guys, uh, we upload on Tuesdays a lot of times. You'll see it the next morning, if not. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, we might experiment with some video next week. Uh, we're trying some stuff out tonight, so we'll see oh, how, yeah. it, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are uh, we are approaching episode 200. Yeah. And uh, there's been talk that we might try to do something about that. But yes. who knows? Uh, yes, we will give up eventually. The uh, the way we're doing it now might lead us to maybe something special for episode 200. So we'll see how this goes tonight. If you guys are listening to this right now, it means it worked <laughs> and we didn't lose an entire podcast that we brought a special guest. Oh, on. that would be. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go to Circuit of the Americas this weekend, a race I think we've all been looking forward to for a while. All three series in action is Truck Series and Xfinity Series on Saturday, Cup Series on Sunday. We'll be back next week here on the podcast to break it all down, discuss it all with you, and head on to the next weekend. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. (laughs) 